You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour, a live talk radio broadcast, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And now for your on-air host, Christopher Albert. Hello there, everyone. Happy Monday. You are listening to The Junk and Jam Hour. Uh, once again, I am your host, Christopher Albert. Uh, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station streaming original content by New York City artists, broadcasters, DJs, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here. Now, of course, it is Radio Free Brooklyn's goal to empower and amplify the otherwise unheard voices within our communities. Now, on the Jugga Jam Hour, it is always my objective to share and highlight the artistic and creative journeys behind some of today's uh, most impressive contributions um, from today's talented, groundbreaking artists, entrepreneurs, and professionals of all kinds, all who work so hard to bring you at home some joy. So I will do my best to bring them joy today. My very special guest today is the frontman of an independent rock band uh, based out in Los Angeles. Um, they are a band complete, uh, five-piece actually, complete with seasoned pros, and just no strangers to having amassed a worldwide fan base. They originally toured all over North America, playing to major markets in Los Angeles, Chicago, Boston, and New York, as well as across the pond, jamming out in London, Paris, and Berlin, just to name a few. However, as they spent a few years on the road together, their sound naturally evolved. And uh, as did their band's identity, what began as a solo act with a... Uh, four-piece band behind them, once called Pete RG. Their music catalog consisting of two EPs, Lightning Strikes in 2016 and Reaching for the Moon, um, as well as 2017's full-length album, Tender Souls. They now find themselves all part of one collective that is known as the Sons of Silver. Building their success on the traditions of rock and roll, they create music that stirs up dialogue and discourse with rip-roaring riffs, bluesy rhythms, and provocatively poetic lyrics. Uh, they are now recharged as the Sons of Silver. Um, where they came back in 2019 together, they uh, created the singles Never Enough, as well as Down. They are still relatively fresh off the heels and success of their 2020 EP, Doomsday Noises, which garnered them widespread Critical acclaim, critical acclaim, excuse me. Uh, the songs from Doomsday, Doomsday Noises have amassed so far over 5 million views on YouTube and over 2,000 streams. And three out of those five tracks on that EP garnered spots on the Billboard Active Rock chart. They are now flaunting the electrifying sophomore EP release of Ordinary Sex Appeal, including their opening single, Hesitate which Folk and Rock Magazine describes as the most aggressive and riff-infused tracks to date. Hesitate. Uh, the song, of course, is just a preview of what's to come from their upcoming EP. Uh, American Songwriter Magazine, that's the premier music magazine focused on supporting songwriters, labeled their band a supergroup. They proudly boast a collaborative songwriting style, a unique signature sound, and collective years of experience all the way from Greece. Joining me now is frontman, vocalist, and guitarist. We'll throw in songwriter there and producer of LA-based independent all-alternative rock band Sons of Silver. Peter, I'm going to say you're going to correct me. Agro, 
Agrio Agropolis. Agropolis. <laughs> <laughs> close, close. Argeropolis. Argeropolis. Yeah, Greece, get it right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I had thank you a, for that wonderful intro, Christopher. Oh, no, thank you. I'm so honored. I had a friend in high school. Her name was Vicky Paramousis. Uh, that's a good one. That, that's that'll a good definitely one. twist your tongue a little bit. Yeah, but obviously I, I had some time to learn that. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. But names are important. Now, um, were you born and raised where? In the States or in Greece? I'm, I'm American, you know, I was yeah. born and raised in, in Los Angeles, you know, California. Yeah. And uh, my father, though, my father and his family are from Greece. Actually, my, my mom uh, was uh, Irish American, but uh -huh. but I only grew up with my my Greek side of the family. So uh, all the, you know, typical Greek traditions and the likes uh, were that's that's all I ever knew. And uh, as well as from a very young age, I was visiting Greece with my my dad and, and you know my, my brothers and the likes and uh every every summer so um i learned to speak decent uh you know and all about the food and yeah and once you get hooked once you get hooked on the lifestyle it's it's you know that's all you want to say that you are effectively you know short of being american first but uh, right i um, mean we so all do it that, right in I fact mean, yeah. yeah in fact we were supposed to go on on tour as a band uh this month, September, and uh, through the fall, and you know, with everything that was going on with COVID and our friends who had just started going on tour in late July and August, saying that it just was not a lot of fun at, at, at best, um, and if, if not, you know, troubling because there was a lot of shows being canceled, if not tours being canceled. I had the option to come to Greece with with my wife yes. and our young son to visit some family, and I'm sitting I love there I'm like, yeah, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I'm gonna go to Greece. I'd imagine so. you're still writing. Um, so, I mean, I love that. So, let's start your early part of your journey in music. Do you remember if it was a song or an instrument that first inspired you? Yeah, yeah, actually, you know, I I grew up. Both my parents were musicians. Oh, I love uh, they, that. They played, they, they, you know, they had their own band. They, they played the West Coast, you know, they played all the, the well-known venues in Los Angeles, for instance, from the Troubadour to, you know, uh, the Whiskey, so on and so forth. They had friends who were in some, you know, major bands, bands uh, that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that we would, we'd know. Yes. And, uh, but, but you know, they, they never really got over the top and made it, but they, they passed on the bug to me. So I, I was playing you know music from a very young age all to, you know actually in fact a lot of the instruments we all play recorder violin yeah you know a, a, another wind instrument and the likes of that and i sang in choirs as you know many of us do but i, yes. I never actually took it i didn't take it seriously until uh i was near i think my senior year of high school and i, I picked up the guitar which my dad had always tried to you know in, you know uh get me to play but but because uh, he played guitar but i just for whatever reason never did you could always anyway, and, take and so, the horse to the guitar but that, you can't make it you know, play. <laughs> i like that i'm gonna remember that <laughs> you lead the horse to that guitar but you can't right. exactly so anyway so so yeah so he he started me on that on that journey in fact he he uh you know saw me saw me finally starting to learn i'd taken the initiative on my own and, and, yeah. and got a couple lessons and he threw down a, a beatles book in front of me a song beatles songbook so in some sense it started there it was what he grew up with right 
Right. And, and he was passing on the best that he knew. So he had this, I had this Beatles songbook and I proceeded to learn every single song. In it. There was a smaller one, it was probably like 30, 40 songs. So in many ways, that's just, if it wasn't a song, it was, that was the artist. Those were the songs yes. I started with. And once that was, once I was, you know, once I got that inspiration, that was it. And I just, I immediately within months, weeks started writing songs on my own. So, right. I mean, you, so you started like, with a good blueprint. If you're going to be playing rock and roll, that's about as good as it gets, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. So now, did you yourself, obviously, other than, first of all, how amazing is it to just be, have inspiration? And, and you didn't even, and, and obviously your father introduced you to the Beatles, but you didn't have to look far for that inspiration. You already had it in your parents. Right. Um, but did you eventually go on to, you know, I guess I want to say embolden that with more edification in music? Did you have to like, uh, on paper, like learn theory and things like that? Did you go to classes for music as well? You know, I, I, I actually, when I was growing up, the schools I went to, for, they were very, uh, uh, passionate about the arts yeah and so i think it was around third fourth grade i was learning how to read and write music and uh, I, I, the reality is because of technology these days i, I re, uh, re, wrote and read music much better then than i do now but i learned all that <laughs> theory things like that yeah. yeah right so um so i i had foundation at a really young age and and that helped me once i actually began to take music seriously even though i got a bit of a late start playing guitar my music my musical foundation was already uh very solid so it was easy for me to just slip slip right in with to you know guys who were you know let's say more proficient uh guitar or or their their other rock and roll instruments than i was but i, I knew what was going on so i caught on right. pretty quick so right. You know that it does it does help you know to have that that background and and, and your parents are, you know you're they're they're showing you so many different things little pointers even if it's not necessarily a you know a professional one so to speak it really does help help you learn yeah and me i mean we talk about success in anything it's obviously subjective but uh -huh. you know your parents were doing something they really loved and they yes. weren't what what a gift that was to just and, and and to show their children like you know regardless of where it may lead you you do it and you can't yeah. say you've never done it and you don't have any regrets about it it's a it's it's something that's wired in and i think lots of times along the way you'll meet people and, and they'll be like oh i could have done that i would have should have done that <laughs> right and, and 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 you know the reality is maybe but 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 probably not because it truly is a bug and, and you just have to go through this 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 artistic process uh the the journey because it that in and of itself offers a lot of reward and i think we're often all all a little blinded by the fame and the wealth and you know that that, that might come uh, the glorification with yeah. being famous and and you know and I, i've had previous projects or even this project gotten started to get some notoriety and it's really cool but the reality is, the reason I do it is because I get to get hang out with my friends and yes. do something that we all love to do, to share ideas, to to you know get very passionate about them, and 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 then go play them. And well, except for the last couple of years, go yeah. play them live in front of people <laughs> and get that that feedback. And 
it, that that's its own wealth. So when you can do that at, at our level and then add, you know, financial success and the likes into it, it's even better. But the reality bonus. is all of us would be doing it. Yeah, it's a bonus. We'd all be doing another one. And that I think that's kind of to a degree sometimes what separates the men from the boys is that you know you, you're, you're going to do it no matter what right you you have a clear focus and and obviously and and you end up working with and collaborating with people who have that same vision let's let's go there actually let's fast forward um you know you're part of this five-piece band you also have uh, on the keyboards and vocals uh brina cabler lead guitar kevin uh holland haland mm-hmm. bass mm-hmm. adam curie and on the drums, uh, David Krusen, a rock and roll Hall of Famer and uh, drummer, past mm-hmm. drummer Proja. Now, if I if I may, Dave may be leaving the band, um, so we he just he may be leaving the music industry. So we'll be good for that him. As <laughs> we always celebrate <laughs> and w- the next level or the next journey for for our fellow peers. But yeah. um, in the meantime. <laughs> No, but you guys first toured, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you got together as Pete RG. Yeah. Um, I guess explain to us, I guess, just fast forward a little bit, how you guys got banded and how did you discover each other's, you know, contributions? Because that's such, you know, obviously it's your job to make it look easy. And by the time you're performing <laughs> and touring, you know, you make it look so seamless, but there's a lot of work that goes behind, not just the creating of music, but finding others that get what you're trying to achieve with music. Sure. Uh, this, well, the the bassist and I, our, our bassist and I, Adam, uh, we were in a, a previous band uh, called Last December, which uh, was a, a really popular Los Angeles band. Did some, a little bit of national touring. I think we did like two or three runs across the country and a lot of regional touring. And we actually had a lot of success uh, yeah. at, at TV and film placement. Part of the whole label system, chewed up and spit out after a few years, but he and I sure. you know, stayed close. And we did a lot of um, you know production work after that for a few years, because I, I, I moved more in, into the producer's role, um, you know, at being hired by labels to do stuff. But right. anyway, so I, I started getting a little bored of just being in a recording studio. And I'd started writing some songs and I'd started working in the meantime with our our keyboardist, Brina Kabler, who's now my wife. Oh, I love that. She's fabulous. She's an audio engineer, but she and I were working together. Ah, right. I saw pictures of her at the board. Yeah. 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 I couldn't, you know, I couldn't resist. So, but, you know, she was coaxing me to go play some shows with just these, you know, acoustic sort of songs that I had written. And I, I did, I played a few shows by myself and I was, I was bored. I'm a rock and roll guy. Yeah. You know, I love, I love all types of music. I love folk, you know, singer, songwriter and the likes, but, but when it comes to performing and creating my own, I yes. rock, rock well, and roll. And that, that goes back to the bug that you were talking about. I mean, we always say, I guess I want to equate it. You know, when we talk about a song that just can't get out of our head, we call it an earworm, but I guess this is an earworm as well. It's telling you no. And obviously, there's so much you get back instead of saying, you know, here, we need you to produce this for this project and this commercial and this needs to be 50 seconds or this needs to be 60 seconds. And can you squeeze all of this of your genius into this? (laughs) Yeah, I was I was doing some of those and there were, you know, some notable names, but it was really uh, wearing thin on my soul. So I I needed I needed another outlet. And that's how how this whole process got started. And uh, and, anyway, and, and I, for I, our, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was no, just no, going to no, say for our listeners, this is not to say 
you're not grateful. Um, every step you take informs the next one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, you're always grateful. Some some steps so you wish you could, you know, bypass a little sooner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only yeah. hindsight worked. <laughs> it worked exactly. that way. You know, it's like where's that where's that 2020 you know rearview rear mirror blueprint, right? Yes. So so now. You get to this place. Um, I mean, I don't want to. I don't know which came before the the egg or the chicken. We got married, or how did you decide? Okay, this is the band. Well, you know, I, I started playing these acoustic shows, and I was bored. Sabrina to do a, a, some shows with me, so she went out playing keyboards and or singing, and, right. and I was playing acoustic guitar. We were doing that. We were we were both bored because she likes you know uh, punk and rock things like that and so so i called up adam and i said hey you want to help me put a band together he brought in dave they brought in kev and it was actually very very fast in, in putting the band together and there really weren't any auditions it was just we were there boom and uh we we rehearsed a few times and and uh we actually just sent out you know f- feelers for doing some shows and and we really i guess it what we were doing uh, resonated and we suddenly found ourselves in that first year playing about 60 to 70 shows across the u.s in clubs yeah yeah and uh you know from there it, it, it went a bit further playing larger venues more shows we were i think the second year we played about 80 shows and uh by the third year um though after i should say after about two solid years of touring like that it was no longer a case of, of me bringing uh a finished song or a nearly finished song to the band yeah it was a case of of you know us jamming basically we started to jam together in our our sound checks and the likes of that maybe an extended rehearsal and and i was we were recording some of these jams and i was taking them home and and you know sort of reconstructing them and in, in making rough ideas for songs and and we i you know present those you know uh, ideas i taken to the band and we refine them and turn them into songs and the next thing you knew we were we were writing together yeah really very very uh fluently very it was just was rolling you know spilling out of us and and i i i suddenly was like you know let's just keep working like this i stopped writing songs on my own i i started writing just in ideas that would be kindling for the band as did the rest of the guys in the band and uh before we knew it we were it was just a different sound. It had gone from a singer-songwriter sound to a rock sound, yeah, a rock and roll sound, and and that you know required. It just called for a name change. I never really loved the name Pete RG anyway. RG <laughs> shortened for Argeropolis. It was yes. kind of an off-the-cuff thing. Got it. So I was actually pretty thankful to change the name. Um, and and Sons of Silver was a name that we had been tossing around as the backup band for everyone. It, it, so. Uh, it actually, my my last name Argeropolis means son of silver. So in some ways, it kept that. But mm. it, it just—it's easy to say. It was—it's—it it was fortunately very available in the digital world. So it's—it's—it's it's, it's interesting that that you know just talking with you, and it's only been twenty minutes where we started, where you know you were learning how to be your own musician amongst others who were so gracious to share their knowledge with you and invite you in, not just your parents, but, you know, you out in the world. And you get to a place, and it's a testament to you of not just being a talented musician, but one who is open and who loves music where, okay, 
I have music, um, and they respected you as a songwriter enough to be like, yes, let's let's bring your music to life to get to this place, this evolved place of being like, oh well, everybody's we're all making music together now. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's very true, and you know, I would ask that as my mentors. My my bandmates, um, there's. I, I feel honored to play with them yeah. from, uh, you know, Adam to Kevin uh, to 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 Dave to our our, our current drummer we're working with uh, David Goodstein uh, to Brina. Everyone's shown me so many things and it's helped me learn a lot. Um, and you know, and that's one of the things that's been a lot of fun to be in this band. Uh, we all just really are comfortable with each other. We enjoy each other's company. We spend a lot of time together uh, outside the band, yeah. and 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 it, it just makes it so that it's a it's a it's just a really fun. It's a really free, uh, a, a, a really free flowing exchange of ideas yeah. environment. And, and, and that really nice. is what keeps you so productive and so creative. Right? No one stepping on anyone's toes there. Yeah, so, exactly. So now I want to ask, I mean, it's going to sound stereotypical. Obviously, we know now what Sons of Silver means. But when we think of silver, you know, we think of that saying silver shoes. Um, still touring today and, and much older than you guys. <laughs> but, you know, uh, the Rolling Stones, the Who, Aerosmith, uh. U2, the Beach Boys, Kiss. Um, you guys are more, you know, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots. These kids don't know Foo Fighters. But is there any challenges to being um, a more experienced, um, you know, on the flip side of this, you know, I would say the industry can be and still maybe is largely, at least in my purview, obsessed with youth. <laughs> Are there yeah. any challenges to being an older band or at least acquiring bookings? Obviously, you haven't had problems, but I guess it's knowing who your audience is. It don't, there doesn't seem to be. No one seems to really care. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, rock it's just like, is it good music or not? Yeah. And it's it's rock and roll, so we're not, yes. it's not like we're catering to, to to teeny boppers, even though we appear to have a lot of young fans. Um, no, I, I actually, it's, it's never really, uh, it's never come up at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, I think it just goes with the genre, right? Rock and roll is, is, is just just a sense of regardless of what the narrative is of a song it's just about a feeling a tone a celebration of just whatever this moment is and if about you have it you have it well, what was that it's about, yeah it's, it's i said it's about not giving a damn it's, it's, right. it's about some yeah. flipping the finger you know you like it or you don't <laughs> I was, okay exactly it's all of this you know so yeah that's 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 what it should be about that's what it was always about it and i think we're kind of missing a little bit, bit of that these days so so yeah and and for us um i would add that we're, we're doing something we love we're, we're trying to we're not trying to bruise we're naturally doing it in a way that's that's uh, nostalgic, but also what we believe to be a little refreshing. And there's some, there are a lot of really good rock and roll bands out there right now, younger, you know, older, whatever it is. And and uh, it's it's actually right right now is a, a bit of a, a rebirth of it because yeah, you know, sadly some of these older acts they're they're passing away and and, and passing the baton of it with them. Yeah, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about doomsday noises but 
we'll work backwards. <laughs> you talk with you talk about whatever you want. To Let, talk about. I'm here to talk. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. I want to talk about ordinary sex appeal. Um, why don't I shut up? Let's play hesitate. Um, and then we'll talk about that. Sounds like a plan. So you guys are listening to the Junk and Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am joined by frontman uh, Pete. <laughs> I, I do not want to mess with your name again, Argyropolis. 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 Peter A. is good. All right. <laughs> of Sons of Silver, uh, fantastic band. We are going to play their latest. Uh, single for you right now from their latest album. This is Hesitate.
<laughs> Love it. You are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, and this is the Junkie Jam Hour. That was Sons of Silver with Hesitate, and that's from their upcoming EP, Ordinary Sex Appeal. And uh, I am joined on call, on Zoom, all the way from Greece, frontman uh, Peter Ardropolis. There you go. Because I'm not going to fung it up again, Peter. <laughs> um, actually, let's let's get some applause there. You'll hear it in post. Perfect. We love that. Hesitate. You said about the track that specifically the song takes a closer look at not, you know, obviously at the current temperature of the world and and the state we're in but culture clashes and even cancel culture to a degree i mean everyone is fighting to be heard <laughs> at this place in time and, and obviously as musicians you have a great platform to do so artistically and object more i would say more objectively than most i would hope so yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, a, that's very subjective well I mean, music, and and I find even the song still has a goal of bridging, you know, when you think of the line of, of you know, I just want to know what's wrong with, with everyone. I want to know what's going on um, without, right. you know, worrying about putting myself so much into the conversation. You know, again, people are fighting to be heard, but when we talk about hesitating maybe just sitting back and listening instead of uh incorporating ourselves to be heard at the same time you know perhaps we're sitting on the sidelines waiting for things to boil over being apprehensive Uh about whatever getting involved in a certain specific conversation um unsure of what our if our contributions could be helpful or not right um because everything that's that's what was that? Uh, that's pretty spot on, yeah. Um, you know, because even when we think about public health right now, even that's politicized. Everything's politicized. Even music has been. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say is the goal? Um, or what do you want listeners to get from uh, the Sons of Silver's new music? I just want them to, uh, you know, in one part, enjoy rocking out a little bit uh, and, and get some angst out. Uh, also to maybe, you know, think a little bit to just be, I mean, think as in, you know, get caught up in pretending to be, you know, a, a neuroscience scientist or something like that, but just something that sort of tweaks the mind, sparks some thought. Yeah. And, uh, and, then, and then hopefully open a little bit of a line of conversation, perhaps by, a moment of self-reflection saying oh there's a little me in that there's a little bit of me doing that or yeah i see this in the world and just sort of coming down off the high horse a little bit but whatever it is at the end of the day <laughs> it's just finding finding some some seed of what you enjoy and and just just going with it and if i had one word that i would hope that would be the most essentially be like a bit of irreverence mm. um you know i i tended to like to to poke it poke myself poke it poke it maybe poke at other people a little bit in a kind way, poke at 
at, at our our uh, you know yeah. our, our our sensitivities, but not with the per- point of hurting. With no. the point of being like, I identify with you, but let's all settle down. Yeah, here here's a mirror. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we all have our spots, you know, we all have our blemishes. Now, one of the lines, I hesitate to rock and roll, I hesitate to bear my soul, obviously as musicians, and obviously for everyone in uh, Sons of Silver, it seems like everyone's on board with this idea of of having some, um, I guess, responsibility of, again, like you said, maybe it's just reading the room a little bit and, and, and not just overtly pushing whatever i wouldn't i don't want to even use the word agenda but it doesn't matter what our opinions are what can we do to make music and obviously that makes it easier to work with other people because you're bouncing ideas off and including their ideas but something that's more a little more inclusive that more people can hear themselves in yeah, yeah, you know, working and I'm going to answer your question or follow your statement right as to what, where you were going. But working in a band, especially in a very uh, democratic band, so to speak, um, you, there's a lot of giving and a lot of give and take. Yeah. There's a lot of trading of ideas. At the end, yes, most of the veto, or if not all of the veto power, uh, ends with me, really because I'm the 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 leading songwriter i'm the i'm the the lyricist i'm the the lead singer but there's a lot of given things and 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 that um you know that's self and sometimes and that let's say i may really love a a song that we're working on but a couple of the guys in the band don't they're just not into it yeah so instead of just getting caught up trying to sit down people's thoughts go okay let's just move on and and vice versa <laughs> and and so and, and and likewise we none of us sit around and say you know oh uh where the bassist would say to the drummer you know hey drummer play this or you know i'll say to kevin our guitarist hey kevin play this or he'll say to me tell me what's but we we all instinctively do our own thing listen to each other hear that and adjust accordingly perhaps make a suggestion or two to each other but that's the extent of it and we were able to do that comfortably because we respect each other three and and i think you know I think if, if that, that translates in the music a bit, because we've been hearing from, from fans, from industry folks, that, that they, you know, descriptions of our music, which would, to us, that, that, that people are, are getting the sense of sharing that's going on, the sense of weaving of ideas. And I know that, that that's, that's something that we really appreciate. Yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question. I don't even know if I, I but, asked but, the question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we're just having a conversation here. Now I will ask a question because... No, no, no. No! Slams the computer shut. So now um, when you talk about, you know, you throw in the lyrics there, I warned you. Do you feel... And, and and going back to to that what you said about the track in terms of cancel culture, do you feel it necessary to provide a warning label? Is that part of having some responsibility as an artist? Um, or you know, do you hesitate, or is being more responsible? hesitating and thinking about what you're putting out there first and and being mindful of how it does affect other people's feelings um i i you know i generally let's 
two parts to this answer to answer that i generally don't like to reveal you know my why i wrote lyrics that i wrote because, okay <laughs> uh, i'd like to hear <laughs> for instance you know the, the reason the reason being is because you already uh you know gave a your interpretation right. of them and and right. among that among among some of your thoughts there was something that was brand new to me that i had not thought of and it was really cool thought and i'm actually gonna stash it away so that when i'm playing the song live next time that's going to be in my mind as an interpretation and to me is really really cool and i know that if i go down the path and say, well i wrote this line for this reason this line yeah. for this reason this line for you that you don't want to box it, it, kind of, it, kind of, it exactly so that, that said, um, the way these lyrics came about in particular, but often our lyrics was we, was, we were in a jam. We were actually working on a, on a different song. I don't even remember what that song was, if, if we finished it or not. Um, and we, we had a moment of departure where we went on a tangent and just started playing something else. And it, it, it was basically hesitate in full. We played the verse the way the verses are, the pre-chorus to chorus is the way they are. And I was just, just uh, you know, uh, just off the top of my head, scatting out all these lyrics. And I was staying with the theme of hesitate, hesitate. I hesitate about this, I hesitate about that. For no other reason than I just didn't want to really break the uh, the, the, the mood, the vibe we were in, yeah. the sort of trance. And so I stayed there, right? And then there's a song lifted in, into what was the chorus. I stayed there again and just maybe dug in a little bit harder with, you know, the, the motion I was singing with, with the, the nature of the lyrics. So I then took that, you know, went and reviewed it that, that evening after our, our, our day in the studio. And I was like, wow, this is something pretty cool. And I sat there with, you know, um, just pen and paper. Usually I just type my lyrics on my computer, but I, I sat there with pen and paper and, and wrote down about 10 to 12 pages of, of lyrics of alternate ideas. So all of them right then and there, in addition to what I had, what we had recorded yeah. on this at the moment. And so in many ways, the lyrics were just, a bit of a, a, a rant, but not necessarily an angry rant. No, I was, I was, in, I was, many was pulling. I was, because I, 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 for whatever reason, for the last year and a half, I've been doing a, a great disservice to myself. I've been on Twitter a lot, not as a tweeter, but as a voyeur. So I'm reading ah. what a lot of people say from from all walks of life. I, you know, I, I, I don't like to stay within my own little bubble. I love right. to see what everyone has to say. Right. And I like, it, you know, opens your mind a little bit, yeah. at least for me. So, so I was, I, I was pulling tidbits of what people were saying because this song was was written and recorded in September ish of 2020. So yeah. it was still, you know, just dark and nasty. Not that it isn't now, but well, I want to. I want to, I'm going to ask you a question here because what you brought up yeah. was really interesting about you just being, you know, really putting. I would say your ear to that door <laughs> of the world. Yeah, um, that's good. I like that. You said of the band of Sons of Silver. I love this, by the way. We write and create our music collectively. We celebrate collaboration. All things we talked about already. We're careful to be inclusive and open to all thoughts and ideas. We embrace our differences. We respect and protect each other. No matter how much we might disagree we move forward together we've learned that division is very destructive and it begins when listening ends so we're always listening and i love that that's just something you practice in and out of your creative process 
How have you found then has listening helped you, whether it's in life or in your music and, and just being more open to that? I know you, you say you've done it and you do it, but how has that, you know, can you say, okay, this is what resulted from that other than, I mean, obviously it helps you create music. But so how, you're talking personal life or, or just out in the world. I just whatever mean? opinion. Yeah. What, I mean, it, it, listen, I guess. Well, okay. In your I, opinion, I how does play. that, how does having that, because it is a skill set. <laughs> you know, look, I, I come from a, a, like a, we were talking to begin with. I come from a, a, a very big, or I should say, I come from a Greek family. I grew up principally only with my Greek side of my family very big family I have you know 15 plus first cousins several aunts and uncles we're all very very close you know and 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 there are some stereotypes that you can apply here the greeks sure. are very boisterous very Love very it. loud in some way very Oompa. opinionated yeah. passionate yeah. to yeah. the nth degree that, that i'm uh, that's in you know and, and i would say that i am you know when it comes to all all, all you know, uh, so social issues, political issues, sports, the likes of that. I'm, I'm a, an extremely opinionated person. But within that, my opinions are formed by trading ideas. And I, I would be the last one to tell you that I think I'm always right. I may like to tell you that if I'm in the middle of an argument that I'm right. But, <laughs> sure. but when it comes down to it, absolutely not. And, and I, frankly, I, I really... Uh, you know, I take that more seriously than ever that, that you know, we're, we're in an age right now in a period of time where everyone is very uneasy. Everyone's very stressed, strained. Uh, you know, we have a lot of new technologies that have been introduced, a lot of changes to our life, yeah. lives in a personal sense, in a, in a worldly sense. That's really, you know, messed with our heads. Yeah. And I so, so. I think it's you know really important for myself and i would hope for others to really stop and just try to digest not just the world you know in the way i see it but also in the way other people see it yeah. and and when i'm able to do that while it doesn't necessarily always thoroughly change my opinion it makes me more respectful of others and able to find some middle ground mm. somewhere where we can all coexist and be happy or at least happy enough no yeah. one's ever going to be in perfect situation here and and it really helps me because sometimes you know we all get in our high horse and it's like oh <laughs> get off shut up <laughs> relax a little bit i love that um so let's talk a little bit about that period of time that obviously affected everyone's livelihoods and almost seven hundred thousand lives at least just here alone um but without you know doomsday noises uh in 2020 you know you you talked about all of that music all of those songs all of the lyrics were written and recorded just before the COVID 19 pandemic happened were you at all surprised you know just before the music was about to be released or you know you were still in the middle of it because you knew it would have to be released during the year were you at all surprised by how the year ended up unfolding, especially after, I would say, recording s such fitting material. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> well, having a song on the EP called Outbreak that was before any of this began, you know, yeah. a few months before, yeah, that 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 alone messed with our heads. But um, were we were we were we surprised by how the year ended? I mean, were, were any of us surprised by anything once once it all got rolling? Um, no, we were surprised. It was more like just hang on, go for the ride, hope yeah. you make it through. Maybe. On, on on a on a spare day when you have a sense of humor, break out some popcorn and, and kind yeah. of how, just, just be amused by it all. Yeah. Well, then let me ask this then: How gratifying was it then to be able to offer this gift to the world during such a chaotic and heartbreaking period? Because you had it ready. Well, I think it's I think it's it's a it's a gift when people are you know genuinely when people you know give us their time to listen to us to interview us to ask us our thoughts so that that's really the gift to us and and uh you know to and the gift also be to have the health and the time to actually work together right um and and you know right. but uh um that that to me that's those are the gifts now now again just talking about that time and and we've already talked about this but one of the things you were saying was you know, on top of, you know, you said this about doomsday noises, but obviously it fits in with hesitate. You said that there's a lot of shouting going on in the world, a lot of bullying, a lot of pontificating, um, and and how that noise, you know, there's a lot of noise to get through. It can be deafening, you know, especially when everyone is shouting. Um, but you describe it not just as you know societal collapse what i love is you described it as societal transformation um you know at home you know whenever me and my husband <laughs> we have a meltdown you know we call it a communication issue right <laughs> yeah but out it in the world is right right but out in the world but obviously we have to we have to live together so we have to we work hard on finding that middle ground how can we learn how to understand yes. each other how it, it in in out in the world however it's always like a cataclysmic event <laughs> we've lost all communication and and it's i guess it's much easier if you don't have to we don't have to live with one another to just leave it all blown up into pieces you know you know I, if I may go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say sometimes I think it's like we we don't need each other as much. Perhaps um, I, mm. the, the world has gotten so delivering its services and goods to us without necessarily having to go and deal with someone, meet with someone face to face, to shake a hand, to rub an elbow, to just show a smile on your face. That um, that that lack of connection there. Uh, makes us so we're we, we we can afford to be a little nastier and sometimes you know just out of necessity to, to just well out of the the the, the importance of, of I should let me start this again the <laughs> need for each other sometimes forces us 
to have to deal a little more politely with each other. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've heard some people say, well, I don't want to need anyone. No, it's, it's okay to need someone because you know what? It makes you step up your game a little bit. It's it's like, you know, you, Why, you, when you, you have you others yourself- depending on you a little bit, even if it's just to brighten their day or whatever, to create a certain tone or yeah. you, if you come into yeah, the room a little more empathetic, you can really change someone's day. And it changes yours too. Yes, you know, you, yeah. you may go in like, oh, I don't like these people. I don't like this guy for whatever reason. Well, I don't like this, that, that, this. And I'm going to, when he says something to me, I'm going to stick it right back to him, even if it's subtle. And then, you, you know, and you, you've you already predetermined how that's going to go. <laughs> right, right. So, 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 but you step back from that or you just allow the intimacy to take place. And they say something, you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be that way. And you say something back that's polite. Then you both step away from that moment. You're a little bit happier, you know, and, and it just, it, it's the only way we can survive. If, if, we, if we don't get some of that back, some, some civil, civility and decency, you know, kiss yeah. a goodbye. I mean, I'll just stay here in Greece and, you know, maybe <laughs> buy a few thousand guns, some, <laughs> some, you know, some, some, some aerial missiles, a couple drones to protect ourselves and, you know, see in another lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love that. Um, how even still at the end of all of that, you are blessed enough and, and obviously you have others to share with this platform to um, creatively <laughs> and more positively affect maybe some of that change or, or how people see w- not just one another but themselves and I love how it's through music and through rock and roll so now what has been the feedback um and and obviously it's it's just been hesitate so far but what has been some of um you know what are people getting a sense of um about ordinary sex appeal (laughs) well no no one's heard the ep yet maybe a couple industry folks uh you know our our label uh and some booking agents and likes that but no one's heard it and and people were just introduced to hesitate within the last uh, I guess the last yeah. few days, and the feed the feedback's been been really strong. Um, you know, to be honest with you, we were a little iffy about it uh, because of the the title "Hesitate." Uh, we 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 planned to release the song a couple months ago. It just so happened to come out just at a time when the word "hesitate," hesitancy, and the likes of that is a sort of hot topic. Or a hot right word. for a number and, of reasons sure you know, and it started it started occurring to me a few weeks ago and i was like hey you know and then I, but I, for me i was like oh great i like that you know it's gonna piss someone off and but but it'll make for a little fun so you um you know what that that is actually, go ahead sorry no go ahead <laughs> oh no that it's, it's i was just gonna say it's actually surprisingly uh, people are really identifying with the song. I've gotten a lot of private messages uh, awesome. and awesome. people just saying, wow, I really love the lyrics. I really identify with them or I like this line. I like the, the vibe, everything. So um, that that's really, it's really off to a good start. That. And, and it's that. interesting for us because our, our singles typically 
have a, a, a slower arc for the first week or two, and then they really pick up momentum. You know, so even though we have, you know, every, most of our releases get up to, you know, million, two million views on YouTube. Yeah. And, and, and similarly with other uh, digital, you know, services, those first weeks are, you know, in the thousand, two thousand range. And then I think word of mouth gets out and, and they take off. So it, this, is, this is actually in some sense been a more promising start than the others, which is, which is cool. Well, Peter Ardropoulos, congratulations to you and all your success. And I would say this, you know, especially, you know, with the creation and, and, and just the production of Doomsday Noises and now just even with Hesitate, um, even I've been finding, you know, some synchronicity a little bit in my life. So that's a great sign to have. <laughs> I great, appreciate that. Thank great you so affirmation much to have with your music. Now for everyone looking to find out more about Sons of Silver, um, they can go to sonsofsilver.com. You can also find Sons of Silver on Facebook and Twitter at Sons of Silver. That's S-O-N-S-O-F-S-I-L-V-E-R. On Instagram, you guys are on Sons of Silver Band uh, and bandsintown.com slash Sons of Silver. Uh, for everything we do here, of course, you can find out more about us at Radio Free Brooklyn. For everything I do, please go to junglejam.com real quickly because we're running out of time. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn is sponsored in part by Peters Valley School of Craft. Peters Valley presents the Fall Craft Fair at the Sussex County, New Jersey Fairgrounds uh, coming up uh, September 25th and 26th this weekend. Visitors can browse and buy handcrafted pieces from over 100 exhibiting artists. Uh, ticket sales for that. And if you want to find out more about how to support the Peters Valley School of Craft, where they force the creative thinking through fine craft education programs and events, you can visit petersvalley.org. Thank you so much, Peter. We are going to go out with uh, another song uh, from Ordinary Sex Appeal, if you don't mind. Uh, this is uh, a song I really like, Cause of My Pain. You guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. This is The Junk and Jam Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. out
This episode and all episodes of the Junk and Jam Hour can be streamed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Google Play Music, and simply tell Alexa, play the Junk and Jam Hour. Thank you.